from the Institute of Higher Thinking. This is literally. It's a podcast. Welcome to Literally, the podcast where great writing meets guilty pleasure. I'm your host, Scott Garner. After 19 episodes of book, movie, television, and pop culture reviews, this podcast has spent the last year in silence. Not really our style. We now return with 12 straight days of reviews by Literally's co-host, my partner, Crystal DeLaurentis. And since it's the holiday season, we couldn't resist calling it the 12 Days of Crystal. Each day, Crystal and I will discuss one of the books on her list. Spoiler alert, she liked them all. As much as this is a return to podcasting for us, it's also an excellent chance for our five faithful listeners to find a gem to give to the book lover on their holiday list. Or, if you're only now listening to the podcast in July... It's a fine list of suggestions for beach books. We have you covered. It is the eighth day of Christmas, which means if we're doing this right, there should be about three shopping days left until Christmas Eve. Dun, dun, dun. And you know, sometimes you pick out a gift... And you just hope it's going to work out. You're not positive. You're, you're going on a gut feeling. Which is a lot like self-published authors. There has been some really good stuff that has started out as self-published. There's some really good self-published fiction out there. And then there are mounds and mounds. Mountains, even. That people should have never published and kept as practice. That's right. And they should feel... And then there's even... And they should feel bad. They should feel badly about themselves. I've read a couple of those. They should feel really badly. So I was very excited to to hear from Crystal because I shamefully have not gotten around to reading this yet. Um, And you totally should. I totally should. Um, If nothing else, because the author is a friend of my wife and (laughs) high school friend of my wife and sister-in-law. But G. Derek Adams wrote a book that, on title alone, is great, Asteroid Made of Dragons. Mm-hmm. And um, it's about an asteroid made of dragons, basically. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's great is when you stumble across that that uh, that gem out there. Um, now, he did uh, get a lot of, no- get a lot of um, good... Uh, good response to asteroid made of dragons it was part it was on uh the list for the first dragon award um for that dragon con does the, the that's a i think two-year-old award now okay um and i have seen a lot about it as i've as i've looked around and followed his you know looked around on social media there's been a lot of good response to it so um Hopefully, we're going to get a, a, a new one by him before too long. Fun. Uh, and I'm glad that this one went well. So, Crystal, tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's actually, I think it's part of a series, but I didn't feel like I needed to go back and read the prior book mm-hmm. or books. I can't remember how many were before it. Um, there's a number of characters involved. There's um, a goblin who's sort of an archaeologist. There's a wild mage and her not quite bright night 
or squire that Mm -hmm. protects her. There's a witch hunter who is kind of a grizzled old knight, and he has an assassin that's basically like a little devil thing Mm -hmm. that can change shape. There is a part where he changes into something adorable, and it's hilarious. (laughs) Um, And they all kind of have to come together to stop an asteroid made of dragons. (laughs) So... (laughs) Now this this could come across as just somebody who wanted to maybe grab every trope out there. And- it's it's like reading a D and D campaign. <laughs> that's how, well, that's what it felt like to me. Uh-huh. Um, this idea of all these very different characters—they're all really, you know, drawn out really well. Um, some of them are very funny, um, and they all have to sort of interact, even though they don't necessarily have all the same goals in mind right but have to come together to complete a quest and cool not kill each other for five minutes um so how does it how do you think it plays to people who unlike you and i maybe don't or have never done role-playing games Uh, it's still got those fantasy bits but it's a little more modern Mm -hmm. in in the way that they interact with each other. Cool. So um, I'm trying to think of, at least with Xenon, who's the the goblin, mm-hmm. um, she's unusual in, in terms of what I would normally picture for a goblin character. She's very smart, and she's got a little sister that's sort of annoying. And, you know, there, <laughs> there's a lot of things that happen where, you, you know, it's, it's different, but it's also it's got that feel of something where you can identify with it because uh-huh. of the relationships and you know she's got a, a parent that doesn't approve of what it is she's choosing to do with her life and so I, I mean there there are those touchstones in there even though you've got non-human characters and then of course when you're talking about self-published the the one thing that that I think this def- really defines whether it's worth reading or not is the writing. A lot of times, a lot of times these writers have no editorial oversight or they don't have, they don't have good beta readers. Um, he made words good. Yeah. He made words good. So uh, give us an example. Why don't you read us a quick, a quick passage so that we can uh, kind of show people how he did the good words. Okay. I will try. And then hopefully I picked some of the good words that would also make sense when I read them out loud out of context. <laughs> All right, here we go. The roof of Waters and More Fiduciary Exchange was a small wonder of unnoticed architecture. Each tile was made of thinly cut marble in a most flattering shade of faded green. The builder, a famed goblin crafter whose name was remarkably silly even by local standards, had used an enchanted chaos saw to transform massive blocks of the stone into finger-thick slices. Most importantly, each tile was slightly curved with a simple notch on the bottom. The roof was assembled with no mortar at all, only a proprietary binding spell and hundreds of creature hours to construct the roof piece by piece. It allowed excellent airflow in the summer, but kept the heat inside better than thatch or slate in the winter. Rainwater passed over and off the roof with the gentlest of kisses and a faint apology. It was a marvel of roofs. A competitor roofmaster Jeopardine slide into alcoholism and financial ruin the winter after the installation was attributed, quite correctly, to his all-consuming jealousy at the accomplishment. 
Damn you, your silly name and your beautiful, beautiful roof. He howled outside the goblin crafter's home two or three times a week before sobbing his way into the shadows. Knowing none of this, Rhyme exploded through the roof, sending a geyser of marble tiles spinning off through the air. The heat from her blue nimbus melted and seared each piece of marble, rendering them absolutely useless for any future repair. Across town, Roofmaster Jeopardane woke with a start from his drunken doze in a pig cart, but soon fell back to sleep not knowing of his vindication until some days later. That's it for day eight of the 12 Days of Crystal. Tomorrow, Cloud Atlas by David Mitchell, an amazingly complex book that was turned into an amazingly complex movie made by amazingly complex people. Yeah, a lot of complexity to talk about tomorrow. See you then. And so from the Institute of Higher Thinking, that's it for this episode of Literally. Be sure and check us out at our webpage, literallyapodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, where we are Literally a Podcast. Yeah, you can't get much more simple than that. On Twitter, we are at LAPCTwits. Over the next few months, we're going to be looking to grow and evolve, literally. So if you'd like to be part of that on a volunteer basis, because we can't afford to pay anybody... Um, let us know. Perhaps you'd like to be a contributor or help out maybe with some of the audio side of things. Uh, drop a line on our Facebook page where you can reach me at scott at literallyapodcast.com. So here we go again okay. with your, your reading and take two. Uh, excellent. <laughs> Why? Why were you recording then? Why were you burping then? When you got to burp, you got to burp. That's true. <laughs>